Hello, fellow other girls. It's Mel, and I want to tell you about the Anchor app. It's free, and it's a super easy way to record, edit, and upload that podcast you've been planning to start. They distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. It's everything you need in just one simple place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Friends. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Today's special guest is... Yo, 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 Mallory, what the flip is up, my dude? So sorry I'm late. Let me take my sunglasses off. Whew. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Melanie. Um, For those of you who don't know, Melanie is one of the members of the SCOTUS squad. We met a couple weeks ago, and she has become a really good friend of mine very quickly. Um, She's super funny, and that's partially why I wanted her to co-host the weekly recap episode. Um, She is also a pro-life activist. Um, She is getting... um, her bachelor's degree at the University of Texas in San Antonio, where she's majoring in communications, but her minor, she's double minoring in um, Spanish and social engagement. Civic engagement. Civic engagement. Big difference. Um, But civic engagement is really interesting. So if you have any questions about that, you should definitely email and I can like send it to her because I think that's super cool. Anyway, Melanie, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, also, too, we are right now in West Virginia, and we're um, recording this, like, really past my personal bedtime. (laughs) Um, So if we sound a little loopy, or specifically me, it's because I'm also kind of tired. But we've been doing some really cool things this week. Oh, yeah. Um, All right, so let's get started. So obviously the first thing we're going to talk about in the weekly recap are the ACB hearings. Um, I guess... Because we, okay, so we have been in D.C. since, for three weeks now, and we were there Monday morning. We all, so it's like five of us living in one house, five of us girls, Mm -hmm. one bathroom. We all got up, like, super early. Well, it wasn't that early for me, but early for everybody else. And um, we got dressed, and we went out um, to the Senate building. And I was honestly shocked to see so many pro-life people 
so many people conservative supporting yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what we were expecting, but it definitely wasn't that. I think we, I feel like we were expecting, like, we were going to be, like, the only people out there. Yeah. <laughs> and a few local pro-lifers. That we had seen at, like, all the things we've been doing so but far. There was well over 100 pro-life people. Oh, I'm sure for sure because I mean and I don't know why this never crossed my mind but there were tons of groups that bust people over Mm -hmm. from all over the world not the world all over the US that would be nice yeah that would be nice um so yeah and they were like and it was also cool to see people our age too like young adults college women Mm-hmm. Obviously, there were, you know, the older crowd were there, too, because you didn't yeah. care. But, like, it was a lot of young people. Oh, yeah. There were, like, different groups. Um, it was just, it was really cool to see that. Um, and I wish we were, like, she, hopefully she saw us out there. I really hope so. Yeah, because I feel like that would be so encouraging to, like, go into, you know, something so intense and then... Turn around and be like, oh, wait, those people are for me. They want me. So, yeah. Okay, so what did you think about... Okay, so actually first, you know, we get our signs. We're standing there all peacefully. Oh, and ABC Nightline was following us. Wait, talk about that. Okay, y'all. Melanie is, like, really famous. She's, like... Yeah, she's pretty famous. Um, Talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so... I got to be, like, the... I, so, I'm a student spokesperson for Students for Life of America. And I was the chosen student for ABC Nightline to kind of do a story around about the SCOTY squad and day one of the hearings. So, I had an initial, like, phone interview with a journalist. And then I had a video call, Zoom interview with... Don't say her name, I don't think one of the co-anchors for ABC Nightline. Yeah. And who shall remain nameless. And But you would recognize her, and if you watch it, you'll know exactly who it is. And then uh, the day of the hearings, there was a camera crew that came to kind of follow us around for most of the morning time. Yeah. They came to our place of residence and, Which was awkward. Yeah, total awk. Because, like, um, like I said, it's five girls living in one pretty small apartment. With, yeah. There's literally just two beds. So myself and another girl are sharing a bed. Um, Melanie has an air mattress. And then someone, whenever someone's there, sleeps on the couch. And then there's another air mattress. Like, it's just, it, it looks lived in. So, like, when they were, I don't know if we told you this, but, like, when they were miking you, I think it was, like, me, Autumn, and Fernando, we, like, ran in, and we just started picking things up. Are you serious? Yeah. We took, like, some of the stuff out of the living room and, like, threw it in our bedrooms. I was like... And then once it was in our bedroom, I was like, oh, God, I hope they don't ask to come into the bedroom, because that's just going to be a no-go. That was, no, such an invasion of our <laughs> Well, I didn't know if... I, I didn't know what to expect, so we just, like, ran in and started, like, moving stuff. That's funny. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. It was really, um... It was... It was funny, yeah. Yeah, so they recorded us um, right as, like, before we even left for the day, and I... um, They mic'd her, which was really cool to see. Yeah, 
and I was really, um, I was caught in a predicament when I needed to use the restroom oh. because I was told that the mic was on, <laughs> like, constantly. And so I was talking, I'm like, um, how do I tell them that oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to go potty? But since they were already listening to me, the mic guy was like, hey, I can hear everything you're saying. Like, I got you. I'll turn the mic off. Like, you're good. Yeah, that was, was so like, awkward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, okay, so everybody, um, anything you don't want the news to you, <laughs> don't stand near Melanie. That's basically... Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and then I did video diaries throughout the day for ABC Nightline. And um, the first part of the day was us going to the Heart Center building, and then we saw all the pro-lifers there. And then after that, we migrated in front of SCOTUS. And I guess all the days feel like a blur. <laughs> so was there opposition? Yes, that okay. was... <laughs> That was the first day, and okay, so remember we were, was there opposition, there, we were standing there, and then the people, oh, like, was... bum-rushed us, oh, it yeah. was the weirdest thing, we just had our signs, and then, you know, they're coming, like, and we're standing on the sidewalk, and we had a permit for the sidewalk, and they're coming down another sidewalk, and they just, like, start walking through us. And, like, one person went under this, the girl beside me, she was, like, so someone just crawled under my legs, and, like, this guy, like, just about knocked me over, like, they were just, like, super, like, it was the weirdest, I was, like, is this, what, what was the purpose of this? Yeah, they pressed right up against our bodies, what, I don't even, like, what was their messaging? I know. <laughs> what was the point in doing that? They just walked through us and then walked away. They didn't even, like, stay around. Right, they didn't even, to, they weren't like, even saying anything To, try either. to yell at us. Yeah. Or, that was just really weird. But I think the pressing their bodies against us was assault, like, yeah. legally. Also, too, okay, this was just me, you know, if you listen... Sometimes I'm a little conspiracy overthinker type. I was like, I wonder if there was like something on their clothes and they were like trying to poison us. Hello. But it would have like affected us by now, so we're good. But that like when someone okay, so we'll talk about this in a little bit, but someone threw water on us at the March for Life for a little bit. I like froze. I was like, Oh my god, what if this is like acid? And then I was like, Oh wait, no, it's just water. I know, I know. I can't even imagine if someone threw acid. I would out. love to do the equivalent to them and throw holy water on them. Oh, that would have been nice. But then that would be me doing the same thing yeah. that they do with throwing And we rise stuff. above. We rise above. We rise above. But yeah, so they like bum rushed us. They were, it was the weirdest thing I have ever like experienced in that sense. It was just... I didn't understand the purpose of that. So then after that, um, we kind of, honestly, maybe it was what they wanted to do because I was certainly befumbled. <laughs> like, it took me a second to re-get, like, wait a second, what just happened? Um, and then we had, like, a little press conference rally thing. And then I want to, did we go over to SCOTUS? We, we did go over, over to SCOTUS because that was the craziest hearing day Mm -hmm. that's true and then eventually once the handmaid's tales oh yeah showed up we put on our justice for life costumes so we all had these judge robes and white wigs mm -hmm. and 
pearls to wear. And um, there was supposed to be nine costumes to represent the nine judges in the Supreme Court. And our purpose for the judge outfits was to show the counterculture of um, Handmaid's Tales pro-abortion narrative versus our pro-life narrative. Because the Handmaid's Tales, the pro-aborts believe that without abortion, women will be suppressed. And we need abortion. And otherwise, we're going backwards. And the pro-life side says, you know, actually, we don't need abortion because abortion betrays women and women deserve better. And abortion says that um, we can't go to school, be in the workforce and succeed without abortion. But we're here to say that you can do all those things. You can embrace your femininity. You can embrace your fertility. You can become a mother. You can go to school. You can enter the workforce. You can do all those things and you don't need abortion. So we were showing the two sides of Handmaid's Tales, um, without abortion, women will, be, women will be suppressed. And then the alternative was us showing justice female justices for life that you don't need abortion to succeed and in fact you can end up maybe one day being appointed to the highest court of the land just like amy coney perry yeah Ooh, well said great explanation because some people have asked me like oh what was the point and i didn't say it as eloquently as you did so <laughs> there you have it um but i and honestly like at first, it was a little bit like, okay, sure. But then, like, once it was on, it was like... Oh, yeah, like, none of us wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. We it, thought we'd look so silly. Yeah, and you know what? Let's be honest. We did look a little silly, but, like, I don't. I feel like the messaging was there. And the media and loved it. The media loved it, and I'm glad we did it. 110%, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Um, my mom thought it was the cutest thing. I'm. She asked me, like, um, do I get to take the costume home? I told her no. Um, but, like, people, especially older people, loved it. And honestly, like, it it caused us to get the attention. Yeah, and then those who, like, took the time to try to understand, like, the narrative of us wearing those outfits, I'm sure then got the messaging of, like, okay, they're trying to show empowered women yeah and then oh my goodness so it was this lady um so we were walking around which i didn't really understand why we were doing that like i was joking with um someone else that was working there i was like are we doing it seven times and then we're gonna scream we were walking around like a group of the it was something you know you remember what i'm talking about that lady the older lady was like you're wearing the wigs we don't wear wigs here in the u.s she, like, stuck her middle finger up at it. Okay, you might not have been there when that was happening. I saw an old lady who kept giving us the middle finger, like, every day this week. It like, was I that like lady. It was the same lady. It was the okay. same lady. She, so we were walking around, um, you know, with our signs and chanting. And um, she, like, got all in my face and was like, we don't wear wigs in the U.S., you idiot. F you. And, like, she, like, put her middle finger up. And I was like, okay. Is that... Okay, like it was just so weird. What she, the heck? She legitimately is like in her sixties, maybe older. Like she's, I, I, it was the weirdest, and she was like all in my face, and I was like, "Need you to back up, sis." That's um, such a stupid statement. Like, what would you say to all the cancer survivors out there? Yeah, well, she meant like judges don't, justices don't wear oh, wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. 
Yeah. <laughs> you thought she meant like <laughs> wigs in general. That's why I was like, that's a really stupid statement. That's so okay, funny. Okay, but I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, well, you missed that lady, but she was like crazy. But anyway, she was there every day um, at something, yelling at us about something, and that's, you know. So, yeah, okay, so really quick, what was your favorite moment from the hearings? Of we this were, week? Or of this week. Oh. <laughs> of ever, every hearing you've ever seen, what was the best moment? I didn't know if you meant, like, of that day. <laughs> no, no, Okay, no. of this week, my favorite moment. Um, I guess the first moment that comes to mind would be when we cheered away the Handmaid's Tales, I think, on day two or three. Oh, yeah, days. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was three. Yeah. yeah. No, day two. It was two. Okay. <laughs> all the um, days blend they together. They all blend together. We wake up I think, early. I think they're blend. They blend together because we're doing the same things and we're in the and at the same, same locations. Outfit. Yeah, yeah. Wearing the same things exactly, or at least yeah. the same T-shirt. Yeah. Well, some of us took three or four T-shirts. Yes. Um, some of us did. So, I think my favorite moment would be either day two or three um, when we cheered them away um, because that was just such an epic moment of, like, we won this battle. Um, Because there was maybe, like, I don't know, five or six of the handmaids and... They were getting close to us. Or I'm, like, in the video I have, this that one lady was getting, like close to me and we just kept chanting and saying abortion betrays women and women deserve better and then it was so momentous to see them turn around take off their red cloaks put it in their wagon (laughs) and then walk away and then we changed our chant to like we are the pro-life generation oh yeah that was so fun abortion it's like our victory screech yeah and then someone else said that she saw when they were walking down the street that their wagon wagon fell to the side and i wish i would have saw that so i could have had a giggle too and like have that memory in my head but oh well oh lord trying to keep me humble so that was probably a, a a super peak moment of the hearings yeah, that was really cool. And then honestly, like jumping around, we where with the um, megaphones, that was so fun. Oh yeah, the megaphones are so empowering. They are. I like want one for my room. I do too. <laughs> I like want one to be ready to take to yeah. campus or yeah like, for anything. Like yeah. someone call me, I got you, and run out with a <laughs> megaphone. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, that was a good one. I think my favorite one was. Honestly, like, I really loved when we were with that older group those two mm-hmm. days. It was just two days. I loved when we started walking and they started following us. That was oh. hilarious. And we were like, once we got to the end of the site, we were like, okay, do we turn? We like, were all, like, talking amongst <laughs> each other, like, where are we going? Right, like, wait, we were following them and now they are following us. <laughs> and it just was like, I don't know, it was, like, cool because it, I really felt like a true leader. Not mm-hmm. that I don't feel like a leader all the time, but, you know, there's certain times where I'm like, oh, I'm just a girl. But, like, tiny things like that, I felt like a true leader. 
And then they also prayed for us, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And they anointed us with oil. And, like, um, they anointed our feet. And one of the ladies, one of the um, our friends was wearing boots. And it was just so funny. I was like, oh, yes. And she, what was she said? Boots on the ground? Something yeah. like that. She was like, yeah. And, Lord, let them be your boots on the ground. Oh, she's wearing boots now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it was just, like, so funny. Because that's just how, like, church people are. Like, older church people. So it was sweet. And, like, prayed for us and, like, um, a lady prophesied over us and that was really cool and it was spot on spot on so we'll see though um how that goes as y'all know I'm yeah we'll see how that goes you're skeptic well like I believe that prophecy is real it was in the bible and like mm-hmm. you know we can do the things in the bible I just personally have never had a prophecy that like has come was true. that like specific? Oh, okay. Oh no, I've had specific. I this one lady, she prayed over me. This was in like 2018. No, maybe even 2017, 2016. And she was like, um, and the weight is going to start coming off of you, and you are going to this, this and that. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, <laughs> and she was like, because God needs you to be um, thinner to be able to um, carry out his plan for your life. And this, this, and that. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I receive it. I receive it. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm doing my thing. And that wasn't before I discovered, like, what works for me. Uh-huh. So, I, like, so, I mean, if you've heard my weight loss um, episode, so I'm doing, like, many weight loss right now. And, like, um, their plan they have, so it's a... A health clinic so I go in it's like and it's a nutritionist so the plan that I'm on works really great but I hadn't found it then so like whenever I do literally anything else off that plan like just does not work for me I tried vegan I tried paleo I've tried just eating right even just like only eat fruits vegetables and protein like does not work for me I have to like measure count out my calories I have to weigh mm-hmm. things now have I been doing that the past couple of weeks I'm gonna be honest with y'all it's been a struggle but if I want to lose weight, that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't discovered that yet. So I'm just like over here trying to eat healthy and like I didn't really lose any weight. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. So this this was something she knew I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I don't think she meant it like to be mean, but it was just kind of like, you know, you see a chubby girl. Of course, you're going to pray. Yes, you're going to look like, you know, no, no matter what anybody says, nobody chubby. Tess Holiday. Uh, that's fine. I'll say her name. Tess Holiday even doesn't really want to be her size. Like, that's just not um, realistic. So, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't want to say skeptical because that sounds like you don't believe in miracles. You don't believe in Jesus. But, like, that's not <laughs> how I feel. I just, I think some people get caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think some people have good intentions, but they're mishearing. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people are straight up lying. And I, I don't I know. I agree, yeah. And some people were telling, like, some people really heard from God. And I don't know which four those ladies were. Yeah, I think some people, too, could could just be, like, reading, like, context. Right, Of right. what they've seen and heard within, like, that moment. Yeah. And they're like, God one of the, told me to say this. One of the things she said to me was, like, well, one of the things she was like, yeah, you're a no-nonsense person. And I was like, wow, how did she figure that out? But then, like, I guess in retrospect, um... Maybe, like, if she watched, like, my interactions with people, mm-hmm. she could have thought that. Yeah. The government thing, I, I'll give her that. I don't really know how she thought that, because she didn't say that for our other friend. Mm-hmm. And she said influencer for our other friend who is. So, I'll, I'll give her those. Those were a mm-hmm. little bit, like, okay, ma'am. But, like, you know, no nonsense. He could pick that up on mm-hmm. just 
watching me interact with people. But anyway, um, so that was a cool day. And then we like sang worship music and I love worship music. That's like low key my favorite part of church. Um, so that was really cool. I think those were my favorite days when we did that. And then we went and like after we did that, we would go and do our SCOTUS stuff. And then I want to say it was a day of the prophecy. We literally so there was another rally going on with like 100 people. We literally just walked up to the Supreme Court, didn't say or do anything. We just stood there and posed. And the press left that rally and like took pictures <laughs> of us. It's like, wow, look at and that. And now we know like that's all we need to do is just power pose. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we don't even need to, like, get into, like, the ugliness no. of what the, the pro boards are doing. We can just pose and look strong and powerful. And then the media will be like, ooh, young women, pro-life, yeah. pictures, picture. Yeah. And I think, and also, too, what's been really cool is I was looking at the different hashtags um, from um, the Women's March and, like, just over the week and just scrolling to see different pictures and I think it's been really powerful like even with people who don't like us you can still see our signs in the back and I think that when they post the pictures there'll be people like oh what's that oh soon as for life let me look that up or Mm -hmm. okay that's that is what an ultrasound looks like yeah oh I didn't know they were that clear you know things like that so I even though you know people are posting and like huh we own the we own the conservatives um, and then they'll have like pictures of us and stuff like that. Um, I think God is still using that as a witness tool. So I think that is amazing. Yeah. So for the Women's March, Students for Life yeah, talk about had um, like like the the like the messaging, like the campaign that they did specifically for the Women's March was the she could be um, like messaging for that day. So they made hundreds of different uh giant posters uh um with the words of like she could be and then like insert name here um they had signs that said zendaya uh, ruth for ruth bader ginsburg um amy um bajork whoever that is uh, that just i mean i had never Marilyn, seen that word before, hillary so. they had all these different famous ruth, female names yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were two. <laughs> there were two Ruth signs. That is that is true, and so the, uh, and under the names were the sonograms, were the four D sonograms, and some of them said like eighteen weeks, five days, or fourteen weeks, like six days, and um, so it showed just plain science yeah. of fetal development in the womb, and they were real ultrasound yeah and it was just so crazy how the pro aborts hated those signs like they weren't Absolutely even hated they it. weren't even graphic images of abortion right it was just the mere picture of a child in the womb yeah and they went berserk they went nutso just over the simple science and i remember at one moment we were cheering pro life is pro science and i don't even think they had a response for that because because i remember calling someone out i'm like why don't you like our signs yeah what's like what What, you don't like science you don't like this plain sonogram like that's what it is did they say anything i don't remember a response because it's like what are you gonna say this is just simple science and it's absolutely like you can tell it's a human there's no doubt about it that it was a human life 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to talk about a little bit what happened to you while you were there? Anything? Well, I, you and I both had the water tossed on us. Yeah. And I didn't have my sign sprayed. I don't think I was holding a sign at the moment, but I was like right in between the people who were getting their signs sprayed. I think you were next to me. Yeah. Yeah. And was your sign sprayed? Yeah. Yeah. And And I, okay, wait, really quick. Okay. So when I saw her, she was standing right in front of me. I was the first one she was going to do. And I saw she had the can and she was shaking it. Yeah, I saw the can And I told, was it Reagan that was there? I forgot who it was. I, whoever it was recording, I said, she has the a spray can. She has a spray. And then she did it. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, "Do I? what do I do? Like, do I turn my sign around? Do I knock it out of her hand? I was just <laughs> like, I froze. On, well, I didn't freeze. I was doing stuff. But, like, I don't think it was effective. <laughs> yeah. And since I had the bullhorn in my hands, I was able to yell, um, this woman is assaulting us. She's spraying our signs. Yeah, She's that assaulting was good. us. Because since that whole week was so crazy, we really, like, drilled it into our minds as a SCOTUS squad of, like, look, ladies, if something is ever happening, like, you need to call that out. Like, say it out loud. And record it. So that we can, like, get near you, record, and then, like, do something about that situation. So that's why I'm calling that person Mm -hmm. out, calling them out on the red carpet. I don't. I think that's the expression. And saying like, this person is assaulting us in this moment. They are spraying our signs, um, and like trying to get people to record. I me- I remember sh- that same girl sprayed not only people's phones. I remember I saw her spray a staffer's face. Oh my god. Yeah. So, that was intense. That was really intense. And also, so okay, the coolest thing we did. Honestly, I don't. I pray to God this is not the last cool thing I ever do, but it certainly feels as if it might be. <laughs> we what? waited. Um, the bushes thing. Oh, I'm okay. sure you agree that was pretty cool. Yeah. So we waited in the bushes, and I feel like I said this in the other episode, but you're gonna hear it again. Um, we waited in the bushes, and then like right when they got to a certain spot, we like stood at the front of the march. So it was like we were leaving the march with our um, ultrasound signs. Um, mm-hmm. and our banner, I think it was like equal, equal rights for all women born and pre-born. I think yeah. Is what it says. So it was really, that was just the coolest thing. So oh, I, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I don't, when am I going to do something cooler than that? <laughs> I hope to God, but like, I mean, I, it can I only go up from there. Like, I don't know. Like, that was just so cool. But anyway, so we did that and then we stopped at a certain point and we like stood there with our signs. And at first we weren't saying anything. We were just, you know, silently standing. But then people just like, oh my, F you, middle fingers everywhere. You can't tell, you know, all this crazy but stuff. But I felt like such a bad booty, like walking, <laughs> Me too, me too. I I felt so powerful. I felt so cool in that moment. Yeah, me too. And then That's especially what I'm when we turned the corner, so we're leading the march, and then hundreds of pro-life people were already set up with um, more of the she could be sonogram uh, signs. So that was epic and yeah, we did not expect I, that. I did not expect that so honestly I teared up a little bit I was like oh my gosh this is so beautiful look at what we're doing God, and so then all this. of the women's march had to walk 
past those hundreds of sonogram yeah. signs it as we were so leading cool. them. Yeah, <laughs> as we were leading them. <laughs> it Come was on, ladies, so cool. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, because um, also, here's the thing that's annoying. There were people taking pictures, but like I have not seen anything um, like media-wise about them, about us doing that. Um, but I was thinking how they would frame that, like, pro-life group leads women's march like how would they but you know they didn't talk about it of course because that's them but we did so you should go to students for life their facebook and instagram to see like everything that happened but it yeah, was just it was instagram so cool. has a video of the like uh, a recap of the march and it shows the woman who spray painted our signs mm-hmm. and i think i say something in it too about it was this woman who had a oh, sign. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was that so was funny. extremely funny. She had a sign that said, like, trust and listen to black women. So then I was like, oh, cool. Let me talk to her so she can trust and listen to me. <laughs> and then she, like, flipped it over. And then, like, we laughed. It was because then... her and a group of other middle-aged white women were taking a group picture. Yeah. And oh, they were taking a group picture. I didn't even know they, they were, were taking, taking a, a group picture. picture. That's so funny. And that was her sign she was holding up. Yeah. And it's like, ah, but you, I, I am a black woman and you were not listening. So and then she flipped me. the sign. Yeah. And so then, um, what happened? I think, you I think we tried around. to get the picture from behind yeah. her. Cause like, okay, you're putting it behind and then she flipped it forward again. Yeah. And so then you were like, okay, we'll have one photographer <laughs> in the front. We'll have Melanie in the back and she's going to have it facing one of the directions. <laughs> and so then she just put the sign down and was like, I'm not playing your games. Yeah. She was, she was mad. She was really mad. And, and then just... I took a video of you and asked you like, what's happening right now, Mallory? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should put that on my Instagram. I haven't put it up on anything. I should that would put it be on the some story. good content. I yeah. Think. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so that was <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else wild that happened. It was just, like, a really intense day. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, you know, they told us, hey, it can get intense. But I just, I feel like I just didn't think it would get this intense. I guess that's what I, I'm I feel thinking. like I was mentally preparing for, like, worse than what it was because of what we were told of like women could possibly throw coat hangers on us or red paint on us and I guess like that was the level of intensity I was expecting so just the water (laughs) and just the vandalizing our signs I was like okay (laughs) not as bad as it could have been see I was I was thinking they were exaggerating I was like people are not gonna do that Coat hangers? That's ridiculous. Why would someone throw coat hangers? Um, so, like, I, I went with, like, unfortunately, I guess I went with, like, zero expectation. Like, I knew something would happen. I, I guess maybe, maybe I just thought that, like, it wouldn't happen to me. Maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I feel I don't like know. part of the problem was that their march was supposed to continue, like, yeah. SCOTUS and since we were there and then I guess because another person had a permit to do their yeah. own rally there was another in front rally. of SCOTUS they just a, like a large portion of the march just stayed yeah. instead of continuing to their stop point yeah um so I feel like like 
ideally they would have kept walking but since there was pro-life people there and they're like f you yeah. i'm gonna make a scene because i don't like you and they stayed when like they wouldn't have otherwise yeah oh okay last thing about the march and i want everyone to remember this when people say nobody celebrates abortion there was this guy and a few other like girls were like hee hee um with him <laughs> And he was, like, calling the sonograms um, lasagna. Like, he said, oh, that's lasagna. And then this one girl took a picture, like, next to the sonogram. Like, she was, like, eating it. So, like, when people say, oh, they don't celebrate abortion. Like, I want you to remember this story. Like, you can refer them back to this episode. um, Because people do. And that's why we need to speak up. That's why we need to say stuff. Um, As you guys know, I'm big on we have to change the culture. The culture has now made abortion seem like they're just this fun little light thing. It's no big deal. It's just a clump of stuff. It's, it's like you're sneezing into a tissue. It's no big deal. Oh, yeah. Like all the TikToks. Yeah. Abortions. Yeah. So, like, that is what our culture has done. And that is why we, <clears throat> as pro-life activists, as pro-life people in general and so we have to say something we have to counter it and we cannot mm-hmm. oh nobody's celib- no people do it is a thing oh yeah like the handmaids they held their signs that said abortion on demand without apology yeah like that's abortion extremism and that goes beyond the their saying of my body my choice like no the sign it says we want abortion on demand without apology. Gone. It didn't. It didn't say yeah. my body, my choice. It's we want this on demand, and I'm not sorry about it. And I think you had a very good point when you said the thing about extremism. I think that it has changed from. I mean, it was like safe, legal, where safe, legal, rare, mm-hmm. and now it is abortion on demand no apologies and i think that mindset shift has opened the door for so many things and unfortunately more and more people are shifting over because i think of bad education i really do like some of the people that i personally don't necessarily like talking back to the people because nine times out of ten they really don't want to have a conversation unless because there were two girls who were like I just really want to talk like please I just and they were super kind and like quiet about it so I was like fine I'll talk to you but yeah. like I want to talk to you and I want to talk to you now like that I'm not gonna like <laughs> yeah I definitely think engage. there's a time and place for dialogue for getting loud and rallying yeah there's even a time and place for i think like graphic images but i definitely i don't personally feel like at a rally at a protest is where you're gonna have an effective dialogue i'd rather have my dialogues like one-on-one in person on campus over a cup of coffee yeah and that's how you affect people too like that's how you're going to really make the change with your friends and your family is honestly through one-on-one conversations also let me tell you not through instagram comment sections and not through facebook comment sections i have started not responding on instagram so have i it feels great it does feel so Uh, great especially because to be honest if i don't respond other people respond so they can just discuss it and i just sit back and i just (laughs) like occasionally it's because then you get caught into it and then it's like then it's three hours later yeah and then it's like you feel responsible of like i have to now cite my sources and find a good source too 
blah 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 yeah it's not worth it um but yeah so the culture has just made it so casual and we have to counter that there oh i know why i was saying all that um because a lot of the people that i did have those one-on-one conversations with they just kept saying it's not alive it's not human it's just a fetus it's just blah 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 and they were just not understanding and that's another thing too like if we can't come to the consensus that it's a human being then like i don't know like there's not much i can there's not much I can say. All I can do is just give you the information, the facts, and the science, and then that's that. Yeah, I heard so many people say, it's just a clump of cells. <laughs> and I thought, like, I thought we were past that. Yeah. Just a clump of cells? Like, I thought, like, wait, do you hear that ringing? I'm hearing, like, a ringing. I thought, like, we're past that. The It's just a clump of cells in terms of, like, their... Yeah talking points i just feel like science completely like debunks that like um sweetie um (laughs) (laughs) baby girl (laughs) let me pass you this embryology biology human development textbook like yeah what do you mean it's just a clump of cells like that's so totally not even and like so wrong (laughs) Yeah, our education is just, it's lacking it's, in that they're, area. They're so ignorant. Yeah. That's why also, too, like, some people, I'll say the people that were kind, because, like, it was this one girl that was talking to me. She was actually, like, really sweet, and she made a point. She was, like, the guy who was saying, like, the lasagna stuff. She was, like, I just want you to know, like, we're not with him. Like, I, he's crazy. And I was, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that... Now I'll, I will really dialogue with you. If you think that's crazy, then we can definitely have some sort of conversation. But anyway, we need to move on to our next topic. Um, so our next our next topic is we're going to really quickly discuss this tweet. Um, let me pull it up really quick. It is by um, everyone's favorite um, ultra right winged wife and mother. The transformed wife. So if you're in the Christian circles, you've seen her tweets, you've seen different things um, shared about her. Honestly, if you are in the secular circles, I feel like I've seen them share some of her stuff too. She's famous for the article about men wanting debt-free tattooless virgins. Um, So this is her tweet that she tweeted on um, October 13th. She says... ACB, Amy Coney Barrett, is feminine, classy, kind, well-spoken, and intelligent. I think these are also words that could describe me. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, yes. Um, And she said, it's not an easy feat as a dog-eat-dog lawyer. Many women, even Christian women, don't have these qualities. But she is extremely admirable in her demeanor and character. However, her family needs her more than we do. So... I do want to discuss this um, because I do think it is something that is discussable, I mm-hmm. guess, if that's a word, and something that we can and should talk about in um, the Christian culture mm-hmm. because the idea of um, a woman staying home with her kids and having a career is something that comes up very often, and we're both at an age where... Um, you're dating someone and, you know, I would like to date someone and be married eventually. So that's something that is going to come up in our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, so what is your initial thoughts when you heard that? 
So I'm reminded of our conversation we had the day we went to the rehumanize. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like we already kind of talked about this theme without the context of that tweet. Because, well, first of all, I don't think a woman is any more or less whether or not you choose to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I think that is a wonderful thing and that is a valid decision and that's very admirable. And, um, but then I think too, like realistically, um, you would need to be in an okay financial place with your family to be able to do that. And I think that's where like reality sets in. Yeah. Cause, um, I feel like just because of where we're at in this time in history and in culture, we're kind of just taught like everyone's going to grow up and become something, no, I feel like nobody really thinks of, I'm going to grow up, and I'm going to be a mom. Well, <laughs> you didn't go to Christian school in the South, but we actually had a... I did, in Texas. Okay, that's a different thing. <laughs> so for our career fair, we actually had a stay-at-home mom. Oh, home. really? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. I it's was a thing. never exposed to that. Yeah, no, we had a, a stay-at-home mom come for our career fair in high school. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So continue. <laughs> so, um, I remember in our conversation we talked about how like, um, like we're just at this point in time in the world that we need women in the workforce. Yeah. And the things that come to mind for me are like the pregnancy resource centers, the post-abortive healing ministries, domestic violence. Yes, like... domestic violence. Um. Everyone in the pro-life world, like, majority of us pro-life activists are females. Yeah. And um, I just think of roles like that and to say, like, women ought to only be at home, then who is going to fulfill those roles? Or, like, like I like teach fertility classes, teach young women <laughs> about their bodies. The like, idea of a man teaching fertility. I'm sorry, that's what I laughed at. Just the idea of a man teaching yeah, a fertility class. Or like class. parenting classes yeah. or like the doulas. Like who's going to do those things if we're going to be consistent with the ideology of like women ought to only be at home. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Because no. those would be considered like in the workforce jobs, right? Yeah. I agree. What I, so that I, someone posted that Facebook, um, someone posted that tweet in a Facebook group I'm in. And what I essentially said was basically everything you said. And I was like, you know, a couple years ago, more than a couple years ago, years ago, that would have been feasible idea. Years ago, you know, I would say, yeah, you know, maybe not. But like where we have gone in history, things have changed. Like where, like. Mm-hmm. We can't, like you said, like for pro like um, pregnancy resource centers that can't be run by a man. What woman is going to come to a man and say, "Hey, I have an unexpected pregnancy," and that's I need not help. a bad thing, right? It's, it's just not like how, like a man will never know what menstruation feels like, right? Period. A man will never know what being pregnant feels like. Right. And one day we may experience that and, and we may experience childbirth and the and at like lactation. And a man will never know those things. So who's going to teach those things and walk with another woman, if not another woman? Right. 
And I think, and you know, another thing too, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this with, um, with my chest. Another part of the problem is we have so many beta males in our society now. Men are not stepping up. So who is going to take that place? Part of the problem, for example, I'll use um, human trafficking shelters. A woman needs to run a human trafficking shelter for women. That's point blank period. You know why there needs to be human trafficking shelter for women? Because men have not done their job to protect and serve and love women. So that's another aspect of it. There's things that like women do have to do because men have dropped the ball. Why have men dropped the ball? I'll bring it all back to what I always say, porn. We'll talk about that another time, but porn is a big reason why men have dropped the ball. Oh yeah. Um anywho, so like things like that is just and I you know, I like the idea. I would not mind being a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I would still do podcasts and in my jewelry store cuz I I just I like to be busy, like I don't like to have downtime, but um, I don't think being a same home mom is bad at all. I do love the idea though of being able to do both. And I feel like as pro-life women, we should be supporting someone who is doing both and doing both successfully. Mm-hmm. Someone did point out um, that you, that the mom does need to be involved and they pointed out what is going on with Kelly and Conway's kid. Have you heard about that? Kelly and Kanye? Conway. Who's Conway? Um, so she used to work for the Trump administration. Okay. Um, long story short, her oh, daughter. Oh, the rebellious daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And someone commented, was like, well, no, a mom needs to be at home. Look at her family, for example. And to that, I would say, you're so right. She should have been on top of that. That's why your family is your priority. Mm-hmm. I think the family should be the priority for a husband and father as well, but especially a mother. I do think the family should be the priority. Oh, yeah. So even if you are the Supreme Court justice, if something's going on in your family, mm, sorry, can't do it. Um, because, I mean, that is a very good, like, I get where your co- people are coming from saying, like, someone needs to be taking care and watching the family. I get that mm-hmm. completely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think... That um, we admire, like, I feel like as women, we're taught, like, an empowered woman is someone who's, like, in the workforce. Yeah. And and so, like, Amy Coney Barrett is someone that I, as a young woman, look up to. Yeah, And the fact that she is a young, as is a mother to school-age children, like, that is so admirable. But I think in, in the example of that person, the Kelly and... Conway, yeah, um, is that something got out of line with the priorities of like God, husband, children, work? Like something got flipped within that ladder of priorities, and that's sad, and that's wrong, and that happens, and that's just because of our imperfect nature, yeah, because of sin and time management, and I and I. And I acknowledge that that would be really hard to balance work and family. Um, But I do think it's possible. And I think Amy Coney Barrett is a great example of that, that it is possible to have a good balance and a healthy marriage and and still go for your goals. So I think it's possible, though difficult. But then that's where faith would come in. Things would get hard and difficult. And that's why it's marriages to people. So where you're lacking, 
someone, your husband or the wife, if it's the husband, can pick up and mm-hmm. help you out. That's why it's two people. Now, if both of you are lacking, you know, God will come in and intervene as well. But, like, that's why it's marriage is a partnership in that aspect. Like, where one is struggling, you'll, like, lift the other person back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know much about that story of that rebellious daughter, but there could just be a lot of hurt and more to the story that we don't know. True. And she True. could have been a very good mom. And then there's just a lot of bitterness because of different politics. So, yeah. So this has gone a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, but I do want to end on something fun. Okay. Um. So... Let's just tell me something this week that made you smile. So something this week that made me smile is that my boyfriend, Jerry, love you, Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. (laughs) Picked up my dog from my parents' house. And now my dog, Manolo, shout out to Manolo. Love you, Manolo. Is (laughs) living with Jerry for the month, like while we're both in our separate workplaces. And so that makes me really happy. That they're having like boy bonding time and Jerry's training Manolo on how to like stay and roll over and giving him like Dairy Queen ice cream. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. I'm really happy that they're together and now and since they're hanging out, Jerry's been sending me a lot of videos of my doggy that I miss so much. Oh, did your And my boyfriend. Know? Huh? <laughs> and your boyfriend. To clarify, Jerry, she didn't mention you. <laughs> um, were your parents not sending you pictures of him? No. Okay. I understand that. Mine probably they're they're just like keep the dog outside. <laughs> Don't want to deal with the mess. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, for me, one thing that made me smile, um, the Skoda Squad. We watch an amazing cinematic. Oh yes. Film. Dang, it was such a long week. I know. I know. How many days ago did we watch that? Oh my that? gosh. Oh wait, are we talking about High School Musical? Oh, no. I was talking Princess about the Diaries? Princess Diaries. Oh, my gosh. High School Musical is amazing, too. But let's just take a moment to talk about Princess Diaries. Fantastic movie from the beginning to the end. And there is a scene that I go through in my head a lot lately to humble myself and make oh, sure yes. that I am, you know. Being... And I remind Mallory of this scene. <laughs> She's a very good accountability partner. <laughs> um so it's the scene where she's accepting the role of being queen and she goes, how many stupid times a day or how many times a day do I stupidly say the word I? And it just really like this last time watching it just really, I just felt it in my heart because I'm like, when I think about it, I complain about different things, aspects of my life that I'm just really not happy with. But it really doesn't matter because that's not why I'm here on earth. I'm mm-hmm. not here to be happy. I'm not here to have, quote unquote, the desires of my heart. I want to talk about that verse too one day in an episode. The, probably the most misquoted verse in all of the Bible. Anyway. Really? Yeah. People use that to be like, God said he's going to give you the desires of your heart. So anything you want, you're going to get. Just I pray. feel like the most misquoted is the Jesus said, don't judge. That's misquoted too, <laughs> because people forget the second part. Yeah, yeah. But anywho, it's one of the most misquoted ones. But anyway, that's beside the point. So I'm not here for that. I'm here to do what he has called me to do. So sometimes that means not being comfortable. Sometimes that means mm-hmm. like dreams, hopes, and things that I really wanted just don't happen, mm-hmm. and that sucks. 
in the moment. Yeah. But God gives you the grace to accept it and be happy. So also to the book, um, You're Not Enough and That's Okay. Super good. And that has helped me with that mindset as well. Just getting off of myself and not being so caught up in like, oh, I'm so sad because X, Y, and Z didn't work out. And now I'm blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter. It isn't. Life is not about that. Mm -hmm. So I just really like that's a really good scene. And then just the whole princess idea. And like she's just I love that movie so much. So I think the message in the movie was like in the to humble herself, she became a a princess. Yeah. And then no longer stop focusing on herself, but like to care for others. Yes, that's. That's it exactly because the other part that really stuck out to me was when her best friend Lily said, um, you are, said something along the lines like, you can really have an impact. You have all these people who are listening to you right now. You have this platform as a princess. You can make a real change. Mm -hmm. And then in the second movie, they showed that, for example, when she did the things for the orphans. She opened that school. So it's like that type of stuff really sticks with me because I feel like when we think of like princesses, we always think of like the ball gowns and things like that. And you know, those things are great. And like as a princess, I definitely will have those things. Um, But I think something that's really big is having the platform and selflessly serving others and I don't think Mm -hmm. we talk about that aspect enough and that's something that I want to make sure I'm always doing selflessly serving others because I know and I think I've talked about this before like my whole purpose on life is to help those who can't help themselves so when I do something that is not in line with that I can feel like I like I just feel gross I'm like oh gosh this is not I know God put me on earth to do this and now I'm not like it's just um so yeah so just like like you said, the whole purpose is humbling yourself and like using your platform to have a message to help someone else. So yeah, that was the thing that made me smile this week. And cry. And okay, you didn't have to tell everybody that. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> it was literally just twice. Really? Just, I feel like it was four. It definitely was not four. Okay. Um, it was just like a really no, it's like if you start thinking about it like a little bit deeper, I feel like it's a really, really good movie. Um, I think I highly suggest everyone should watch it. Um, <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. Great soundtrack too. Um, it, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Mel. Oh, also too, the song Melanie's intro song was Mega Gang 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 Mega Gang Gang Gang. Well, no, what's the name of the song? I don't know. It was called Gun Totem Patriot by Bryson Gray. Yes. Love you, Bryson Gray. So I just wanted to... Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to shout him out. um, Because I'm going to tag him and see if he listens. And then if he wants to hop on the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. So if you like... um, that type of music. It's he does not curse in any of his music, so I appreciate that. And it's a lot of things that are just like pro America. Yeah, pro God, pro family, pro Second Amendment, pro yeah. life. Yeah. So if you're looking for some rapish hippity hop, that's like that. I love his music. <laughs> yeah, I like. Um, I like some of it. There, I like it. I don't dislike it. There's like one song that I like really, really like though. What um, song? 
pro it's pro god pro life pro trump oh okay yeah i really really like that one Um, i really like the um Donald Trump is your president, if you like it or not. Yeah, oh, fun fact, she'll just, like, start saying, like, well, everybody's just casually living, and then she'll just start saying it. I don't feel like that's accurate, but okay. <laughs> that's truly what happens. Um, so, lastly, Melanie, can you tell everybody, like, if they want anything about you that you want to add, or, like, if they want to reach out to you, any message you want the people to know? Sure. So... If you are scared or nervous, hesitant about getting involved in the pro-life movement, my advice to you is that sometimes you just need to rip the band-aid off. You just got to rip the band-aid off and you got to go full force. You got to be gritty and you just got to do it because the pre-born who are voiceless need a voice and we need to speak the truth even if our voice shakes. Sometimes it's really hard and believe me, I know what it feels like to be a one woman club, to feel like, oh my goodness, nobody likes me and nobody's gonna join me. But once you create the thing, people will come. Mm -hmm. But you just gotta do the thing and then people will come. God will provide for Mm -hmm. you the people you need at the right time that you need it. And that with that comes the trust, and that's really hard to do, but you need to trust God that he will provide. And so, as I said, you just got to jump in, and it's hard. It is really hard, but, you know, abortion is the issue of our time. It is the preeminent um issue of our time and we need to be fighting against this we need to be talking about this and it is abortion is so horrendous it is so vast that it demands its own movement it demands its own activists and that my friend could be you so please say yes if you're feeling convicted to join the movement and look up students for life on social media at students for life uh, and Students for Life Action and go to studentsforlife.org. If you're interested in starting a chapter on your campus, you can type in, you can email your state at studentsforlife.org. So for example, I'm from Texas. So I would put in Texas at studentsforlife.org and email, hello, I would like to start a club. Please help me. Do, 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 do. And my Instagram is Melanie Salasara. And in case you're wondering, it's Melanie Salasara because at Melanie Salazar was already taken. Oh, (laughs) I was wondering. Yeah. And my middle name's Anne. So I just pretend like the A at the end stands for Anne. Melanie Salazar. A for Anne. Yeah. So at Melanie Salasara, M-E-L-A-N-I-E. Yeah, I was like, can you spell it? And a little bit slower, please. M-E-L-A-N-I-E-S-A-L-A-Z-A-R-A. That is my Instagram. And check out all my pro-life activist content over on the gram. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for being on and doing this. We talked a lot. There was like two other segments um, on the docket that we just didn't get to. I'll have her on again. If you guys like her, if you don't like her, like message me, let me know. Um, I will never have her around the brand again. They message you. They're like, Mallory, that was your worst episode. It like it's the least amount of listens. <laughs> yeah. Like if- <laughs> you like talk to me tomorrow. You're like, listen, Melanie. 
<laughs> it, it didn't. Uh, it's not working out. Not, <laughs> you, those other girls. I think you need to find like those other other girls. Maybe you'll have a place there. Uh, I'm gonna be short staffed. <laughs> I'll okay, sorry, that was an inside joke. Um. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um. I really hope you're enjoying it. And also, too, thank you so much for um sticking with me during this transition i will eventually have a permanent co-host but until then listen to my amazing friends that i have all over the country that are doing really cool things in politics also don't forget we are collecting money to get feminine products such as tampons and pads for the local women's shelter what's that not just pro-birth you care about other humans too yeah believe it or not um i do care about other humans um (laughs) it blew people's minds when we would say that like this one girl's like yeah you should care about the mothers i was like i do like i I volunteer at pregnancy resource centers oh yeah yeah if you took two seconds to like get to know me you know anywho um so yeah so we're collecting that also too we have some really cool merch with the logo and as well um as like with the snake and the elephant so it's really cute um check that out and yeah thanks guys for listening bye thank y'all bye Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.